Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Audio and video listeners slash watchers slash new slash old. Everyone, welcome. Yeah, uh, for the video people, well, for the audio, actually, should we, shouldn't it? Uh, Kit Wars today. I am in Inter Milan's latest strip. You are in Korea. A pink Korean kit. Yeah, I'm not physically in Korea, but I'm I'm wearing a Korean kit. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the home kit, maybe the most recent one. Not sure, uh, but yeah, on Twitter we will be uh, doing our kit wars, uh, where I have a comfortable four nil lead, and the loser at the end of the season uh, gets kicked off the podcast. Uh, that's the uh, that's the punishment. Yeah, well, you better make the most of me, guys, whilst, uh, <laughs> whilst this season is still going. Because, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be surprised if I win one week. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe you can get the Italians to uh, to back you up. But, yeah, Tom, last week, uh, coming off the back of, we didn't read out a winning treble as such. Uh, we'll get on to that uh, in the future. But we've read out some absolutely red hot outside tips red hot yeah yeah if only we'd put a treble on chelsea chesterfield both teams to score cambridge and forest yeah we'd be retired yeah when yeah. when uh chelsea chesterfield is the worst of your outside tips out of the three you know you've done a great job yeah yeah big time um so that was good uh, we'll recap the bomb-proof trebles in full at the end of the show, as usual. Uh, we are, again, as ever, sponsored by our good friends at matchbook.com. And uh, good news now. So, Tom, you alluded to it on Twitter, which people may have seen, that there are a few little slight changes or a slight change to the to the podcast this week. Um, do you want to tell them about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... Moving forward, uh, so for the longest time, uh, we've we've done two trebles, one each per week. Uh, regular listeners will know when the docket is shriveled and it's a little shorter uh, because of maybe internationals, etc. We've done a joint treble. So you guys won't be any strangers to the fact that now we're going to be doing one treble. And not only are we going to be doing one treble, it's going to be exclusively enhanced by Matchbook. So they're going to give you the best price around. You can go on all your favorite odds, uh, check a website and check it out for yourself. It will be the best price. So if you have any faith in me and Tom, uh, then you can get the best price through Matchbook. The treble is already preloaded on the website. It's so easy to do. It's literally one click and then you put your stake in. So yeah, we're really excited to uh, be able to bring you guys even more value courtesy of Matchbook. Yeah, and as an addition to that as well, um, you can use the sign-up code at Matchbook TFB Podcast, and if you use that sign-up code, you get a £20 risk-free money back as cash bet. So you can sign up for Matchbook, deposit £25, and then use 20 of that £25 on our bomb-proof treble, and if it loses you get your money back. If it wins, great. You know, you're in the money. So it's a risk-free chance to try out a bomb-proof treble, try out a matchbook, and you could, uh, you know, with 20 quid on it, you could get some decent money at the end of the day. 
Yeah, 100%. So great initiative from Matchbook. We want to thank them for, for their support on that. And yeah, hopefully we get some great feedback from the profit chasers. So yeah, uh, one treble this week, Tom, which will be revealed towards the end of the show. Uh, but after the FA Cup action, we are back to regular league play. We are. We've got Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two all coming up. Uh, we'll go through Premier League one by one as ever, then pick out our highlights from Champ, League One and League Two. Um, start off with the Prem then, shall we? Yeah, I'm ready to go, mate. Ready to go. I found... Ready to roll. I'll be honest with you. I did find the Prem a little bit tough, but I'm confident I've got quality over quantity. Yeah, well, that's absolutely fine with me. It starts on Friday. Brighton against Palace. Uh, Derby to kick us off here on Friday. 2.14 for Brighton. 3.35 is a draw. 4.1 for Palace. Um, I wasn't really sure on the face of it. You know, you've got both sides in not bad form, really. Derby, you never really know which way it's going to go. I came down on the side of uh, both teams to score, actually, rather than anything in terms of the outright result. 1.95 are the odds for both teams to score. Great price when you consider eight of the last nine games have been both teams to score between these two. So I'm just going off that trend again. There tend to be a lot of one-alls, two-ones, uh, the odd three-one in there. Palace has scored in all of the nine consecutive meetings uh, going back to, I think, early 2018. And Brighton have just failed to score in one. That's when they lost to Palace 1-0. So, yeah, I could see another both teams to score again, the way these two sides are playing. Yeah, I got nothing else to add, mate. Uh, you read absolutely everything out and I'm uh, totally on board. Okay, Saturday then, 12.30, City against Chelsea. Big game. Uh, City, the home side, the favourites, 1.72. The draw's 4.1 and Chelsea are 5.5. Pretty big outsiders here. Um, Man City on a run of, what are we now, 11 consecutive wins in the league. Uh, can you see a 12th against Chelsea? I think so. I think if I was going to, I mean, if you're doing your research for this kind of game, you'll quickly learn that Chelsea's record on the road this season has been really good. And that did put me off a slight bit. Uh, but yeah, Man City, everly dominant uh, in pretty much every way they are. By far and away the best team in the league this season. Uh, and obviously Chelsea, we've seen that they've got a couple of issues. I am not going to take you know a couple of wins over a poor Tottenham team and an FA Cup win over Chesterfield as uh, as anything to you know fight the fight the Chelsea corner city for me yeah agreed Chelsea as well only one clean sheet in the last nine games that was uh, the nil nil draw against Wolves you know we've seen them concede you know quite a lot of goals really um, across their last bunch of Premier League games which has been come quite unlike a, a Thomas Tuchel Chelsea side but yeah if they're struggling again to keep clean sheets then yeah Man City could definitely get get two or three I think here yeah totally uh, Burnley Leicester then Burnley 3.15 the draw 3.5 and Leicester 2.5 it's not a bad price really for Leicester I didn't think 2.5 um I'm really worried about Burnley they just don't seem to be showing anything they've sold Chris Wood now to to relegation rivals Newcastle for 25 million. Um, I No wins in eight for Burnley. And I just look at Leicester and although they're not in fantastic form, 
but they've got plenty of goals in them. You know, we saw four against Watford in the FA Cup. You know, they beat Liverpool before that one nil. Uh, even when they lost to Man City, you know, conceded six, but they did score three. Um, likewise, before that in the EFL Cup to, to Liverpool, conceded three, but also scored three. So, yeah, I, I don't think Burnley have the firepower, despite how leaky Leicester's defence is being, to score twos, threes. Um, but I could see Leicester getting a couple or three. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, this is the Premier League better the weekend in terms of value and just kind of oppositions. You know, Burnley are in an absolute mess. I feel yeah. like it's not really being paraded around as much, but they're in an absolute state. Uh, just lost at home to Huddersfield in the FA Cup with a strong team. That's pretty much maybe 80, 85% uh, first teamers. As you said, Chris Wood, gone to a relegation rival. Um, they haven't won in, in eight and they haven't won since October. Like it, and yeah, as you mentioned, I, I went through and I picked out, you know, Leicester scoring four against Watford, one against Liverpool, etc. I did the same research as you. Uh, I fear for Burnley long term and I definitely fear for them this weekend. Yeah. Um, big game at the bottom then next Newcastle against Watford, 2.12 for Newcastle. 3.7 for the draw and 3.75 for Watford. Seven losses in a row across all competitions now for Watford. Uh, without a clean sheet in 18 consecutive games, this is a one, a, a big opportunity for Newcastle to get a win um, over a relegation rival. And two, Ranieri must be halfway out the door, surely, with Watford's record with managers. It's got to be. It's got to be, Annie. On the chopping block, like uh, yeah, I honestly thought they looked better under Cisco. To yeah. be honest with you, um, I think I said at the time that I thought it was a bad appointment, and I think I'm going to be proved right. I don't think he'll survive much longer. the The thing is, yeah, Watford are so bad. Why don't I still fancy Newcastle? Why? Why? Is it, I mean, you just read out, you know, seven losses in a row, blah, blah, blah. And I still can't fancy Newcastle and I still can't tip them at home. They're that bad. I, I, if I had to pick, I'd go for Newcastle. Um, Why? You'd like, to, you'd like to think, you know, in the game against Cambridge where they lost 1-0, they, they were kind of missing that target, that target up front, that focal point as a striker. And Chris Wood will hopefully come in to provide that in the absence of Callum Wilson. Um, and maybe that might help them a little bit or get over the line here. But yeah, um, maybe they always they need more. But you know, if Trippier can whip in a free kick or a corner onto Woods' head, happy days. I feel like season. both teams deserve to lose this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't fancy either of them. I don't fancy any result. Uh, I was looking at goals. I was looking at absolutely everything. Double chances. And there's nothing that I can, you know, put my neck on the line and say, this is what I recommend. Absolute dog's that's, dinner, this one. That's fair enough. And we'll move on from one dog's dinner for, to another <laughs> one for me. <laughs> Norwich against Everton. Uh, 3.85 for Norwich to get the win. 3.55 for the draw. And 2.12 for Everton. Um, two teams here in no sort of form whatsoever. Um, I couldn't pick a thing. From these two, to oh. be honest. Again, Everton. They're playing against bottom of the league. They're playing against 
I mean, I'll read out the the stat that I dug up uh, on Twitter. They've played 20 games, Norwich. They've scored eight goals. The worst team in Premier League history, officially, Derby County, that squad, by the same stage, had scored 10. That's the kind of level we're at with Norwich. And Mm. I still don't fancy Everton. It's it's criminal. How's a team or a club with, with that much investment and you know that much prestige and heritage, how is their front three or front four going to be Calvert-Lewin, fantastic player? I, I wish I could rotate him for Rondon just to make my argument even stronger. And then a, a three behind him of Damari Gray, who's been fantastic, and Josh Townsend, who is you know a flash a flash player right every now and then he'll score from 30 yards people will think he's good and then yep. El Ghazi like how, how has that happened they were better when they had no money <laughs> they honestly were right right yeah, yeah, yeah they were better when they were the the poor underdog trying to break into the top four but yeah absolutely again goals double chance match result I can't fancy anything here. I really can't. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Wolves against Southampton then rounds off the three o'clock. 2.38 for Wolves, 3.6 for Southampton and 3.25 for the draw. Uh, Do you fancy either of these? I hope you do. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to shortchange the Premier League listeners, but uh, this this is another tough one. Yeah, well, what I was going to go for, then this is not strong, whatever, whatsoever. <laughs> I, I reckon this is going to be 1 0 to Wolves. Okay. And that's very specific, but I'm looking at the stats uh, between the two sides, how they're both playing, uh, the forms they're in. Southampton haven't kept a clean sheet for 10 consecutive games. So, therefore, I think they will again concede here. And Wolves have had 10 consecutive games that haven't been both teams to score. Okay. So by that argument, I think uh, Southampton will concede. And then because Wolves don't have any games whatsoever that are both teams to score, they're, they're going to win one or two nil, surely. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Obviously, Wolves <laughs> have been absolutely brilliant this season at the back, but... You know, you're kind of picking this at a bad time with Southampton. They've just decided to start scoring goals all of a sudden. Um, yeah. And they're on good form themselves. I get where, where you're coming from, but again, don't mean to be too much of a fence sitter, but I'd rather read out quality tips than uh, than try and pick something from every game just to fill a show. It, it's, it's not one that I'm confident with. Okay. Um, are we going to be picking more splinters at your backside here or... Are you going to pick something for what Villa game? against Manchester United? <laughs> uh, 3.05 for Villa, 3.55 for the draw, 2.48 for United. I can't, I can't back either team. You can't. <laughs> how, how can you back either team? Uh, United, much better away from home than they are at home. Uh, obviously, they've just beaten Villa uh, in the third round of the FA Cup, a 1-0 Win, but you know United clearly major issues. Villa, sure, Coutinho is an eye-catching loan signing. Is he the player he was? I don't know. I haven't watched him uh, intensely for for a while, and I feel like Villa are 
are kind of unpredictable. You know, they're, they're in that classic mid-table spot where one week they look great and one week they throw in a loss. You know, I, again, maybe both teams to score. I think maybe we could go down that route, but realistically, this is a coin toss. I, I'm sorry, it just yeah. is. Spade yeah. to spade. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I'm the same, feel exactly the same. Could go any which way, you know, toss your coin. Sunday, though, Liverpool against Brentford. Liverpool are priced at 1.32. The draw, 5.9. Brentford are 12.0. You'd think Liverpool should win this one, but uh, is there anything else that you might want to look at to get a bit more value? No, 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 no. Just just Liverpool. I think it could, it could get heavy, for sure. Um, I think, despite the AFCON absences... And all that stuff. Like Liverpool's team is absolutely fantastic. I have no idea what Klopp is talking about. I don't know if anyone's seen by the time this pod goes out the team for the EFL Cup. Bloody hell, it's like ninety nine percent full strength. It's just missing yeah. Salah and Mane. I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Uh, Brentford, really worried about them as well. They, they've probably got enough points on the board to survive relegation and just pick up the odd win here, there and everywhere. But when Southampton score four for the first time in 78 games against you, I think alarm bells need to be ringing. Only Norwich have conceded the first goal more than Brentford. Norwich have done it 15 times, Brentford 13. And if you go behind against Liverpool, you know, there's no coming back. There's no coming back for me. Yeah, Liverpool... Short price, but they'll they'll win it very comfortably. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool are over two point five. I'd flirt with one point nine four. Yeah, or even Liverpool and over one point five is is one point five one. You know, either of those you're getting a little bit more than than the on the nose price. So I don't I don't think Liverpool will just win one nil. So it's true. You you squeeze price a little bit, yeah. You're squeezing, squeezing the lemon, the lemon yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get yeah. that. I, I totally agree. I think it could get messy. Yeah. Uh, West Ham Leeds then is the next game at two o'clock on Sunday. 1.68 for West Ham, 4.3 for the draw and 5.4 for Leeds. Um, I've got to say, I put three West Ham players in my fantasy football team. Jared Bowen, captain. boy. I can't wait for that section of the show today. <laughs> Are you back in West Ham again then? Yes, yes. West Ham 1.68, yes. So can't, I can't back Leeds so anyway. The form they're in. I know. Um, just rubbish at the moment, aren't they? Leeds are lucky that there's three or four other terrible sides in this division this season because they'd be in trouble otherwise. Um, yeah, West Ham for me, 1.68. Yeah, we've spoke about Leeds before, how we think at home they're still capable of getting results. They still put on a decent show. But away from home, you know, they've won one of nine uh, this season and they've won one of the last six in all comps. And that was against Burnley at home. And we've just mentioned we're really worried about Burnley. So I know you can only play what's in front of you, but that almost puts an asterisk against that win. Uh, They're really struggling. They even need this season to end with them still a Premier League side and kind of go again under Bielsa or, you know, a new tactic needs to come in or I'm not sure what the problem is, but they don't look good. And West Ham, I think, will get 
a third win in a row in all comps uh, at home. Yep, me too. Uh, finally then, the last game to cover in the Prem is Tottenham against Arsenal. 2.46 for Spurs to win the North London derby. 3.35 for the draw and 3.3 for Arsenal. Um, and I was looking at this and I'm I'm leaning towards Spurs at 2.46. Um, historically, Arsenal, I didn't realise they'd been this bad actually in North London derbies, especially of Spurs. Um, in general, they've not kept a clean sheet against Spurs for 10 consecutive games. Uh, in North London derbies, playing away at Spurs, so either the new or the old Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or Wembley, uh, they've only actually won one of the last 13 games in the Premier League, that is. So they don't have a good league record playing away at Spurs whatsoever. Um, and I just... I feel like I trust Spurs a bit more at the moment than Arsenal. Very hit and miss, aren't they? You know, we've seen them perform well, but lose late on to City. Then they lost to Forest. I know we played really well, but they did still lose to Forest. Um, and now in the in the cup, they're kind of ground out a nil-nil with ten men against against Liverpool. So I feel like they're a bit all over the place. Yeah. Uh, again, again I, I'm sorry, I, I can't go for either team here. Uh, the the Arsenal double chance is the only thing that, that leaked out on the page for me personally. 1.62 is the price, and I'm not very happy about it, to be honest. I just I just I wanna know, and I'll know after the Tottenham game, which is why I'm not necessarily pushing this, how how much of that forest performance was true. Was that a one off? Was that because it was a championship team was that a motivational issue? Like, was was that because they played maybe three or four um, kind of rotation players or youngsters? Not hundred percent sure. Before the Forest game, if that didn't happen, I think I would be more bullish on this Arsenal double chance. I, I haven't been impressed with Tottenham recently. I feel like this these are two two teams that are coming off the back of some wobbly form. Tottenham have just played Chelsea back-to-back and, and barely laid a glove on them, to be honest. It was so one-sided, it was embarrassing. Uh, and obviously, they went behind um, in the FA Cup against Morecambe. Of course, they came back. Good for them, but you know that, that wasn't exactly a squeaky clean uh, performance. I'm more on the side of Arsenal. Son Heung-min, my boy, is, uh, is going to be missing as well through injury. That's huge. Um, so yeah, I'd be double chance Arsenal one point six two, but my god, am I not confident? <laughs> yeah, probably best leave that one alone then. Yeah, it'd be a good game though. <laughs> I can't Enjoy wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah exactly. can't wait to watch it. Uh, okay, then that wraps up the Premier League. Let's just take a moment to talk about our sponsors at Matchbook, and then we'll cover the Championship, League One, and League Two. Yeah, so as Tom mentioned at the top of the show, we are really grateful to Matchbook for their continued support of the Football Betting Podcast. And they've got the exclusive sign-up offer, uh, the free uh, £20 risk-free sign-up offer. So as Tom mentioned, you need to deposit £25 into Matchbook. You need to be a new customer. And of course, just like the rest of the show, you need to be over 18 uh, to qualify. And then you need to pick a bet. We recommend our enhanced treble. 
as we will reveal towards the end of the show to do so. If it loses, you're going to get your uh, money back as cash. So if you want to take that and run, you can do so. Uh, but yeah, TFB podcast is the code and we would really appreciate any support and we highly, highly recommend uh, checking it out at matchbook.com. Yep. And it's worth saying, we'll put the link to the treble mm. on our social media as well. Um, you can find it if you navigate through the matchbook website under the podcast specials, I think it's called uh, section of the website, but We'll put a direct link to it as well on social media. Yeah, T underscore FB podcast is the Twitter handle. Yep. Okay. So, right. Let's dive into the champ. Uh, who takes your eye here? Hopefully okay. more than yeah. kid in the Prem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, apologies for the amount of splinters. But let's start with the team with the best away record in the league, priced at 2.42 on the road. Uh, it's Bournemouth. Uh, Tom, when you think of Luton, do you think that it's a tough place to go? Like, do, without doing research, because I, I do, I visualise a tough game against Luton and I, I visualise yeah. big teams falling and, you know, a ri- like, if you get a win at Kenilworth Road, that's that's big. Do you, yeah, do you concur? Yeah, yeah uh, if, if Forrest went away to Luton, got a, got a nice 2-0, 2-1, I'd be like, oh, that's a good result, that is. Yeah. Right, well, it's absolute rubbish. Their home record is the 15th best. They've got a worse home record than Derby County, Preston North End, Bristol City and Millwall. It is purely on how the stadium looks and feels and the fact that you don't get a comfortable changing room and all that kind of stuff. Because on the pitch, they're miles off their expectations. You know, the the recruitment, data-driven analysts, XG people, and myself included, I thought they'd be doing a lot better. Thought they might be dark horses for the playoffs. They find themselves in 16th. They're closer to the relegation zone than they are uh, the playoffs currently, points-wise. And they've been a real mixed bag at home. Uh, I don't think they are anything to be scared of. Bournemouth, as I said, best away record in the league. They've lost two of 13 on the road, winning seven of them. Uh, they've had the occasional wobble for sure, on the road uh, recently. But I think the sample size of 13 games and for them to only lose two is strong enough where we can take that as an average into a Luton team that is not hitting the heights. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Good research here. Displaying the myth there. Yeah, it's absolute rubbish. Yeah, I like it. Decent price for me. Potential championship price of the weekend, perhaps. Uh, Blackburn away at Cardiff. 2.72 of the price for Blackburn, which seems quite a lot. We could always go double chance and drop it down a little bit for uh, Blackburn or draw if you want a little bit more security. But, you know, in Blackburn, this is a side who, in the league, um, they're unbeaten in nine consecutive games, winning seven of those, drawing two. And they're playing Cardiff, who have got this woeful record defensively. 24 consecutive games in all competitions without a clean sheet now for Cardiff. That's absolutely shocking. It's rubbish. Absolutely shocking. Uh, And this is a Blackburn side who are more than capable of scoring two or three. You know, we've seen what Brereton Diaz has been doing all season long. Um, And they've got plenty more who can chip in with goals as well. So... 
you know, if this, Car- if this Cardiff side are struggling again defensively, Blackburn could very well take advantage. If, if Blackburn get two, can I see Cardiff getting two? I don't think so. Yeah, I earmarked this one as well. Cardiff, worst home record in the championship. They've got just seven points at the Cardiff City wow. Stadium this season. Of course, because they're in Wales, uh, they'll be playing behind closed doors. Uh, zero fans in attendance for COVID reasons. Uh, will that help or hinder? Not sure. But seven points from 11 games is, is pathetic. So it's rubbish. Uh, it's terrible. Tom, when you think of Millwall away, do you think that's a tough place to go? Oh, here we go. Yeah, you do, don't you? Again. You do. Come you on. Do. Bust right? another myth. I'm going to bust, bust the myth. I am. because Just because their fans shout at the players and they've got this reputation for being, you know, the football factory hooligans. It's not a tough place to go. It's just not. On the pitch, it's 13th best in the league. That is average. That is mid-table. That is winning some and losing some. And their opponents this weekend, Nottingham Forest, are priced at a monstrous 3.45 to get a win uh, at Millwall. And Forest have got absolutely nothing to be scared of. The Reds have got the third best away record in the league. Uh, they really enjoy uh, kind of playing from home where the onus is slightly less on them. Uh, they can exploit the gaps with the wingbacks, with the pace of Brennan Johnson and Jed Spence, etc. Uh, Forrest have been really active in the transfer market recently as well. Uh, so you can expect to see Steve Cook, Keenan Davis, Richie Larea uh, in the starting lineup. And potentially this may be Jed Wallace's final game. Uh, as a lion, as he looks like he might be securing a two million pound move to the Reds. So there's that little uh, wrinkle as well. But yeah, coming off the back of that morale boosting win against Arsenal, it makes it easy to forget the last two league losses for Forest. But I want to be abundantly clear: the Middlesbrough loss was a total and utter domination and completely thoroughly deserved. The Huddersfield game, Forest lost 1-0. They should have won 5-2, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was an absolute pepper-on-stake performance. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Forest 3.45. Take away the fact that Millwall have got some hard-nut fans. This is a game that I expect Forest to win. Yep, completely. And what do you do if, if you're either Forest or you're Jed Wallace? If you are potentially going from Millwall to Forest... Do you do you say, hang on, I don't want to, I don't want to play this game just in case, like I break a leg or something like that, <laughs> or yeah. you know, if you're subsequently, if, if you're on Forest and you're you've got a Mark Jed Wallace or whatever, you know, you kind of, if you're Steve Cooper, you're kind of thinking, oh, don't go in too hard on him or something, you know, don't. <laughs> I think I think if you're Jed Wallace, he's been Mister Millwall, hasn't he? He's been their best player for years and years yeah. and years. I think he has way too much respect for the club and the fans to to not try and score a hat-trick and beat Forest 3-0, to be honest with you. And a good performance as well will only probably, you know, maybe he'll get him an extra 100 quid goal bonus. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think both sides have just got to go for it and pretend, yeah. you know, he could fail his medical, right? And then it will all be a waste. So yeah, you've got to go hell for leather. Yeah. Uh, okay, for me then, a uh, couple more that I like in there. One of them, I'll leave one 
to you. I know you're pretty big on on Middlesbrough, so I, I, yeah, spoiler, mm-hmm. spoiler there. I'll leave that one to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Preston against Birmingham. I like the look of Preston. You know, you got this Birmingham side who I feel a bit deceived. Um, partly after the start of the season, we were thinking, you know, these are going to be a really tough team to play. They're going to be a, a good, solid mid-table side, potentially pushing upwards towards the playoffs. You know, they've been crap. They've been rubbish. Absolutely yeah. rubbish. They have. Uh, especially away from home. They've got one win in the last 10 away league games. Um, you know, they conceded four to Blackburn last time they played away from home. Before that, three to Millwall, uh, two to Hull, a game before that as well. So they're really in some shocking form away from home. And Preston seems to be getting a bit of a new manager bounce under Ryan Lowe. He's come in. The home form is generally pretty good. They've lost two of their 11 home games all season. Uh, won three of the last five at home. So I think, you know, you've got this team in poor form classically in Birmingham against a team who played pretty well at home in Preston on that new manager bounce. So I think Preston at 2.02, a fraction above evens, should get another three points this weekend. Yep. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what Preston can do in the, uh, well, I suppose in January, but more realistically the summer and uh, see where Ryan Lowe can take them because there's definitely, you know, little signs, isn't there? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think, Tom, if someone said to me, listen, you got to put your life savings on a result this weekend from the top five, uh, top well, top four English leagues, I think I would put it on Middlesbrough. I think they're playing Reading 1.52. They are they're playing at a level at the moment that shouldn't worry the playoff teams only. It should worry the top two. Second in the last eight game form table, on the brink of the playoffs, Borough haven't lost in seven. Those seven games include the following teams, which make it even more impressive for me. Nottingham Forest, Blackpool, Bournemouth, Stoke, Huddersfield, Swansea and Mansfield. And Mansfield are League Two, but Mansfield have the best home record in League Two. So it's still a tough game. But yeah, they haven't lost in those seven. Reading haven't won in five. They're coming off a 7-0 battering by Fulham and a FA Cup loss to Kidderminster, which in terms of league positions was the biggest upset in the third round. They are dying. The fans are dying to have Paunovic removed. Maybe that's the right decision, but I think that the problems go deeper than that. They've got some criminal injuries to some really key players at the moment. And they obviously have the financial troubles where they're getting points deducted and they can't bring in uh, the caliber of new player required. Reading traditionally, in the past, since we've been doing this podcast, started in, I think, January 2017. Reading have always tripped me up. Always. They're a team I've never been able to put my finger on for years. So that's the only one thing, the only wrinkle that would stop me back in Middlesbrough with everything I have this weekend. Mm, Yeah, yeah. You'd think they look like a pretty sure one, don't they? I think, you know, don't want to spoil anything for what's to come, but as I was going through all the games, uh, this is the one for me that jumps out as 
this is the banker. Yeah. Sure. I mean, if Surely. I, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you if when I obviously being Forest fans, right, I watched that game. I bought my uh, I follow pass to, to Middlesbrough Forest. If Middlesbrough put in 60% of that performance, they will mm-hmm. win at a canter. If they put in 100% of that performance, they'll win close to 6-0. Like it, yeah. I'm that confident. But again, Reading are just one of those teams where they'll go there and win 3-0. We hope not. Let's hope not. Yeah. Um, any more from the champ for you? Yeah, I mean, it's 1.25. We've got to highlight Fulham uh, at home to Bristol City. Uh, how many teams come off the back of their second 7-0 win of the season? Benton, isn't it? When does that happen? Benton. Yeah, Craven Cottage, third toughest away day in the league. Uh, Bristol City, fourth worst defence in the league. They've conceded more goals than Barnsley, Tom. Uh, and they haven't lost any of their last... So they haven't won any of their last five away from home. Fulham, 1.25. I think it's pretty much of an obvious one. Yep. Okay. Uh, any more or shall we move to League One? Yeah, League One for me, where, again, it's quality over quantity. I will let you uh, take the pick of the field first. Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same. I've got two. Same, same. I've got a a wild, wild feeling these are going to be the same two. Potentially. Well, Wigan is the obvious one, isn't it? Of course. So we've got Wigan. Wigan are playing away at Doncaster. They're priced at 1.46, so... Uh, quick scan. I think they're the shortest price of all the League One teams this weekend. Yes, they are, uh, but understandably so. Uh, Doncaster still rock bottom of the league. Uh, four defeats in the last five games. Wigan, no losses in fourteen. They sit fourth in the league. Uh, the five points off top, five points behind Sunderland in second, and they've got five games in hand. So they're in a fantastic position, aren't they? Right, right now as it stands, they're going to have a hell of hell of a fixture congestion down the line. But um, you know, they in the league, they're in a fantastic position where they're they're well and truly consolidated in the in the playoffs with all these games in hand. They're just five points off the automatics. It's yeah, it's it's a good promising time to be a to be a Wigan supporter, um, and they should get another comfortable win away against bottom of the league this weekend. It'd be a surprise if they didn't. You know, Wigan have got the best away record in the league. Uh, lost just one of their 10 games away from home, winning eight. So, yeah, should be a comfortable one. Surprise is putting in mildly, I think. I think Honestly, mm. I think I would pass out if uh, Wigan, <laughs> Wigan didn't beat Donny uh, this weekend. I think the other one, Tom, that I've got is a good price, to be honest. Ipswich. Uh, yeah, yeah, they are. Same here. <laughs> yeah, they are two point three two away at Bolton. Tom, I am here to bust another myth. Yes, right. So yeah. when you think of Bolton, you think that they are maybe mid-table. If you don't look at the league table often, maybe you think that they are performing decently, just going through a rough patch. You need to reset your mindset if that's what you think about Bolton because they are in a relegation battle to preserve their League One status. Since Ian Everett said that they are the best team in the league, they have spiraled out of control. They, like, 
Honestly, they are two points clear of the relegation battle. They are below Cambridge, Shrewsbury, Cheltenham. These teams that, in your mind, if you don't look at the league table, you assume they're down there struggling and Bolton are, are above them. They're not. They are a relegation fighter and we need to start looking at them and treating them like the bad team that they are. Uh, Ipswich have really clicked into gear under McKenna. Their last three results in particular, uh, I am, sorry, last four results, I'm pretty impressed with. Creditable draws against Wigan and Sunderland, a win over Wickham and an absolute thumping of Gillingham shown me that they've got the quality to go to a similar assignment in Bolton. I think Bolton are in slightly better nick than Gillingham, of course. Uh, but it's a similar assignment. I think Ipswich can go there with no fear and pick up a win. There's a couple of good away side prices this weekend uh, in the EFL. And Ipswich are one of them, 2.32. Yes, please. Yeah, completely agree. Um, what I would say about Bolton... Uh, I like the sign of Dion Charles, so yeah, it could help them step back in the right direction yeah. uh, from Accrington. But yeah, I, I, I think for this weekend, definitely Ipswich. As you mentioned, I was going to say exactly the same things and tip them as well. Uh, so that's that then for League One. Nice and nice and brief. League Two. <laughs> Who takes your eye from League Two? Yeah, I mean, I think I know one that you're going to read out, so so I'll try and avoid that one because, again, it's quality over quantity. Uh, but we do have a team with the best home record in the league above evens at home. So mm. that sounds Can't tasty. Can't complain about that, can we? Can't complain, <laughs> mate. Mansfield, 2.04. So it is literally like an absolute whiff over evens, but it is. Um, they've got the joint best home record in the league this season, as I just mentioned. Uh, recently as well, uh, just to kind of give you a little taste of what Mansfield have been up to, uh, they've beaten Swindon and Salford and almost got a draw against Middlesbrough. And I just mentioned how high I have Middlesbrough in my mind at the moment. Um, that was in the cup. And to be honest with you, if it wasn't for a dodgy linesman, they probably would have got a draw um, against them. And they're playing against a Walsall team that just just find any league table, find Walsall and just draw a massive question mark over them because they're sat in mid-table and they're so confusing. They're so up and down. Matt Taylor, you may remember the Portsmouth volley specialist who's the manager, uh, he even went to the press and said he's confused. He doesn't understand why there are random drop-offs in performances, why they look good one week and then they look pathetic the next. Like, they are your classic mid-table team where you can barely trust them. And Warsaw, if Mansfield are at it, Warsaw are going to have to put in an 8, 9 out of 10 performance to make it a game, and I just don't see it. Uh, The last eye-catching result that I saw for uh, Warsaw was the 23rd of November. A 1-0 away win at Port Vale. They've won one game um, in that time between then and now. Um, and yeah, it it just shows how inconsistent they are and how much you, you basically cannot trust Walsall. But I feel like at home, I can trust Mansfield to get a certain level of performance. Yep, definitely. 
Uh, nice segue into another team at home who you can always trust to put in a certain level of performance, and that is Tranmere. Joint uh, best home record in the league along with Mansfield. They've won six of the last seven games in League Two at home. They've won nine of their 12 home games this season, uh, lost three, conceded just six goals in 12 games at home. So keep it very, very tight. So you've got this really strong home team in Tranmere against the side in Rochdale, who are very kind of uh, pretty much mid-table, aren't they? Win one, lose one, you know, very, yeah, very middling. So you think at home with the record they've got, Tranmere should have more than enough to, to dispatch this Rochdale side, who are... Now short of a few players. I think they sold Jake Beasley to Blackpool yep. in the week as well. So uh, he'll be a loss for them. And uh, yeah, they shouldn't have anything to trouble Tranmere really now. So I've got two little pieces of info to add on to that because I am also pro Tranmere. This is a top four in reverse order for best defences in the top four leagues. So... Obviously, Manchester City have played less games than Tranmere Rovers because the Premier League has less teams, etc. So I've worked it out, goals goals conceded per 90, okay? Uh, And this is league action only. So fourth best defence in England, Wolves, 0.73 goals per 90. Third, Rotherham United, 0.70 goals per 90. Tranmere in second, 0.62 goals per 90. And top, Manchester City. So Tranmere was 0.62, Man City 0.61. So they are, Tranmere almost, almost above Man City in this particular league table. Uh, But yeah, that's how well Tranmere have done. Is it sustainable? Who knows? Uh, we, we mentioned last week, they, they did this at the start of the season. They had a little window where they conceded almost all their goals. And now they're back to type again. So who knows how long it will go, but let's enjoy the ride. And the final thing, Tom, Rochdale had a look into their last 22 games in all comps. I noticed they had three wins, a 3-0 win against Newport in the league, an FA Cup replay because they played against Notts County in the previous round. Uh, so non-league Notts County, they managed to be. And the third win, Tom, and the furthest one away from the, the present was a 1-0 win against Tranmere. So, oh. <laughs> so let's hope that history doesn't <laughs> repeat itself. But yeah, I'm all in on Tranmere. Cool. Uh, anything else you like? No, uh, it's time to, for the last time, maybe recap both bomb-proof trebles as now. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait on, player. <laughs> I've got not not so much a tip, more of like a oh, a last-minute league two. Okay, a last-minute banana skin. Okay, I'd say it's not a tip. Um, Exeter priced at 1.56 at home to Scunthorpe this weekend. Um, you know, I've been a big Exeter fan earlier on in the season. We're in some pretty shocking form at the moment. Uh, no wins in the last six. I would say at 1.56 for Exeter, when we've already read out 
you know, Middlesbrough, what, 1.51, I think they were, at home to Reading. It's a very similar price in Middlesbrough, who are on miles better form against a woeful team in Reading, at a similar price to Exeter, who are in no sort of form whatsoever, against a team in Scunthorpe, who, whilst they're down at the bottom of the league, they're actually showing a little bit. So, yeah, I just think, don't go anywhere Nick, near Exeter. I think that's brilliant advice. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I looked at Exeter and I thought, God, no. Even against Scunny at home. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. Any more last-minute invites to the party? No, no, no. no. (laughs) Just, you know, we've spoken about Mansfield at over-evens, Tranmere at over-evens, and you've got Exeter at 1.56. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Don't go anywhere near them. Agreed. I feel like the the market has basically uh, looked at the fact that they're playing second bottom. And got yeah. and just chucked a price up there, um, yeah. but good advice, Tom. Uh, so as I was saying, maybe the last time that we recap both bombproof trebles. To be honest with you, mm. uh, so my treble last week was called the Stone Island treble because they were all away days. Uh, turns out the garment was fake. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, I had Oldham Sutton postponed on me. Uh, I had Oxford away at Lincoln. They lost 2-0. And then I had Southampton to beat Swansea. At full time, it was 1-1. Obviously, Southampton went on to win in extra time, but that leg would not have won. So it was a loser. Yeah. Uh, Mine was was frustrating. We always say, don't back the early kickoff. People on Twitter say, don't back the early kickoff. We backed the early kickoff because we weren't really sure what to go for because it was FA Cup. And there were a lot of early kickoffs, to be fair. But, um, yeah, I had Derby on the double chance in the early kickoff. And they lost 1-0 to Coventry, which torpedoed the treble before the three o'clock games even begun. Uh, and then in the three o'clocks, I had Ipswich away at Gillingham, who won 4-0. And Tranmere, a home to Scunthorpe, who won 4-0. So... Easy and comfortable as you like in the other two. Just a shame Derby couldn't at least get a draw from their game at Coventry. Yeah, I mean, it, it had to be them, didn't it? It had to be them. Absolutely yeah. so frustrating because how many times do you get two out of your three legs winning 4-0 and not come out a winner? Could, yeah, couldn't believe it. But it happened. But now, Tom, we're joining forces. We're putting our brains and our <clears> research... And everything together with the with the power of Matchbook, what can stop us? Uh, so, yeah, we've got our first exclusive treble. Uh, Tom, I will give you the honours of reading it out with the, uh, with the price available uh, for the masses. Okay, so you can get for our first Matchbook treble. Middlesbrough at home to Reading. We're also going to go for Wigan away at Doncaster, and finally Tranmere at home to Rochdale, and you can get that best priced on Matchbook at 5.0. Yeah, absolutely delighted with that price. Uh, we, ourselves and Matchbook, did a little test earlier on. Uh, we checked out the market for this treble, and it was officially the best price so you can do your own research if you would like to see with your own eyes, but this is enhanced to give you guys the best opportunity to get some profit in your back pocket. And remember, if you are not a uh, 
if you are a new account, should I say, uh, you've got that £20 back as cash if your first bet loses offer in the other back pocket, ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty much risk-free uh, at this stage. So we, we uh, I can't think of any more ammunition you would need to go out and check out Matchbook, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's that then. Let's have a look at the best section of the show today, which is the Fantasy Premier League section. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the average is 46 this week. What did you get? 37. I got 101. Bloody hell. The, the, highest, the highest recorded in England was 129. Yeah. So you were not far off being the best in the country. I think this is like the best week I've ever had in my life on fantasy football. <laughs> to be honest, it might be. I, I've just looked at my team and I can see three alarming issues. Edward Mendy, Saeed Benrahma, Mohamed Salah, and Callum Wilson are still in it. Mm. Right, that needs changing. Take it away, Tom. You uh, you did really well, as you alluded to, and you want to tell everyone about it. Yeah, just looking at like if I captain Jared Bowen, he got forty two points. If I'd have triple captained him, I'd have got twenty one more points. And that would have just been seven below like the highest score in the country. That would have been pretty cool, wouldn't it? Um, but anyway, I've gone up to 114th in the league, so I'm still doing pretty shit. Um, <laughs> the top 10, let's read them out, shall we? We've got uh, Charlie Donnelly in 10th, then up to first, Vincent Rayner, Kaspers Gra- Graver, Sam Barnard, Oliver Hogburn, David Doherty, Chris Hindle, Chantel Crookshanks, Luke Stevens. And David Brown with Brown Town, top of the tree, uh, 1,378 points for David. So, yeah, current winner. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Might have to get on a Zoom call with him and uh, and get some tips because I'm down in 253rd at the moment. So I, I'm clinging on to, uh, to survival, to be honest with you. So like, the annoying thing about the league, though, I think I'm good because I got 101 points. You know, you look at the top of the league and people have got like, there's a 97 in there, uh, 83, 84, 81, 86s I can see here. So other people have done really well, which makes me feel like... Well, it's our own fault because when we started this, we had like 20 people. It was just us and our mates in it. Now we've we've grown as a podcast. We've got 261 teams in the league and now the the standard is higher than ever to be honest yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah it's a 20 pound free bet on offer for the winner if you're not part of the league you can join and you will go in your rightful position if you deserve to be 90th you'll be 90th Uh, so yeah you can ask us for the league code on twitter t underscore fb podcast twitter is a great place for a follow uh, we've got little snippet videos. We've got midweek Twitter tips. Uh, we've got you know occasional statistics and and banter memes that fly around. So we really really encourage you to give us a follow uh, there, and maybe we'll maybe we'll follow back. Yeah, you're doing some great stuff on Twitter right now. So uh, yeah, please do everyone check that out. And if you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd really appreciate that one. Yeah, we would. So thank you for listening slash watching 
today. Really appreciate it. Thanks again to Matchbook for their support. And uh, yeah, wishing you all the best. Yeah, good luck for the weekend, guys. And we'll see you next week.